Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Let Them Eat Cake. This episode we spoke to Richard Hannay, who also goes by George. He is a master's student studying international relations and a Twitch streamer. He has a background in history and civil wars, as well as Greek politics. Greece is one of the most polarized countries on the right-left spectrum. The anarchists and communists unify against fascism, and if you remember a few years ago, identity movements were at their height. In Greece, one of the capitals of the Euro-fascists were disbanded under law because they were connected to murders. They were called Golden Dawn. The police made up much of the members, so this episode is less about that organization because that's more common knowledge, but it's more about the political climate post-Golden Dawn. And as always, we are 5th Gen, an information warfare cooperative that aims to shed light on things those in power want to be kept in the dark. We want to give a voice to the voiceless and give people the information they need to thrive in a world that tries so hard to starve you of it. This episode, you will have Ace and John as your co-hosts. Please enjoy the show. We have a weapon more powerful than the British Empire, and that weapon is our refusal to bow to any order but our own, any institution but our own. So, um, hi everybody. I am uh, Richard Hannay, uh, or you can call me George. I, I have uh, a degree in military history, and I am studying uh, to have a master's degree in international relations, uh, which is wonderful. I have uh, a Twitter uh, account and a Twitch stream. So I am at Richard Hannay17 on Twitter and Richie Hannay uh, on Twitch. Uh, and I do a bunch of commentary on the war in Ukraine, but I also just have a, a bunch of uh, background, uh, not only in uh, Greek political activism, but also uh, in uh, history of insurgencies and civil wars, which is uh, stuff that I find bizarre uh, enjoyment in studying, even though they're all uh, depressing. So, hi. So, uh, would you say Greece is uh, underrated or overrated? Uh, in uh, mm, interesting, that's a that's a very nuanced. Uh... So, I think I think that like uh, it is a bit underrated. There's a lot of um, there there is a lot of uh, discussion about the defaults of Greece uh, abroad, specifically that have to do with its economics and how the country is in poverty. In reality, we're still one of the like more developed countries in the world. We we are still like in the probably in the top thirty countries in terms of development. It's still mostly fine to live in Greece, but the ways Greece is broken uh, has to do with things that aren't that discussed in in foreign circles. Things that have to do um, with uh, clientelism and political corruption in the country. And also, um, nobody really understands how, uh, not only politically divided, but how violent Greek politics are. Well, that's because, actually uh, what I was going to yeah. get into next, is I would say, besides what I see about the economy, which I haven't seen in a while, to be honest, uh, I see a lot of stuff about the riots in Greece, and they always seem to be a new faction every you guys, week. You guys' riots go pretty crazy. Um, oh, yeah. The thing I actually wanted to get into, the first thing I want to ask you about is I heard something and I've seen footage of uh, there was like a murder by police of a 16 year old like Romani, like 
Mm-hmm. And basically, people have broken out in, into rioting. If you don't mind, could you just like quickly give some background and kind of break down the situation and maybe like uh, add your take and like why you think these things, I don't know, often devolve into riots in Greece? Um, yeah, sure. So basically there there was um some supposedly some kind of uh of car chase i'm not i'm not 100 sure how uh the kid was killed um but uh that that's the thing the while the police in greece is extremely violent it is actually pretty rare that they will shoot and kill you in in the capital and in fact most of the country people aren't heavily armed in in greece there's uh, the big exception is uh, is the big island of Crete uh, down south, and I will explain the situation there because it's actually very interesting. Um, but um, so yeah, the police is unlikely to kill you, but they are an extremely right wing organization, and they are very very violent with uh, with uh, left activists uh, in general, and especially anarchists and anti fascists. They have a real bone to pick with that crowd. So um, here's the thing. Uh, every time there is like a police killing, which are rare, usually there's going to be an extremely strong reaction from the Greek left. And in this case particularly, uh, it happened to be the killing of a 16-year-old boy that came on the anniversary of the most famous police murder in modern Greek times which was the murder of Rigoropoulos. Uh, I, remember, I remember hearing about that too, but I, I didn't know that it came on the same day. Yeah, it was, it was the, 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 the kid now was killed on the 15th of December and the, sorry, on the 5th of December and the, um, and the, and that murder took place on the 6th of December in 2008. So if you see uh, Greek riots, you'll know that, uh, we are far more liberal with the use of uh, Molotov cocktails, uh, batons, and uh, and uh, there's exchanges of flashbangs and and tear gas, and that is pretty standard. Uh, no one is exp- you, you you won't get shot if a Molotov cocktails fly. It's not in the U.S. I would expect you would get shot if you ever threw a Molotov cocktail. Probably. Uh, Probably. Yeah, we tend to we tend to at. see Molotovs like being used on like when nobody is around on like Planned Parenthood and things like that. Oh shit. <laughs> Those are it's very rare that yeah, nobody, we see them nobody, used against police. Nobody really yeah, nobody's really chucking Molotovs at the cops, unfortunately, but I think it's because the expectation that they will basically shoot you. The expectation in Greece is different. It's uh don't get arrested, because if you do get arrested you probably won't get to see your lawyer for 48 hours. They might just release you after 48 hours, but those 48 hours you'll spend at the department, they're going to torture you. They're just going to do that. You're going to end up in the in, in Gaza, the general police directorate. They're going to take you to like the fourth, fifth floor. I don't know where it is. And they're going to beat you senseless. Uh, we've had testimony from people that were tortured by the police. And they say that, not only do they do they beat you really badly, they say like horrific stuff. I mean, they told a guy that that uh, after we beat you and make you eat your own shit, we'll come to your house and and like kill your dog and rape your mother. They say stuff like this. Like they are fucked up. 
and they 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 are like, oh, we got you now, motherfucker. We're going to like we're going to fuck you up. That's and police accountability is basically like non-existent, especially now where we have like a right-wing government. So, why is there so much uh, protest militancy in Greece? Um, here's the thing: uh, Greece has had uh, a, not only a very politically uh, active right, but also a very militant left. Um, it is kind of the legacy of that's left to us after the Second World War, because we we ended up in in a, in a brutal civil war between uh, communist. Uh, and left factions and uh, and fascist and right wing uh, controlled uh, government uh, that came. It's interesting how the civil war came about. But what you need to know is that the left essentially has its roots um, not only pre-war, uh, but also uh, with the resistance movements during World War Two. Um, and and then after the civil war ended, the Greek left lost. And there was a lot of political repression. The Greek left was again put pushed underground, uh, and it re-emerged after the fall of the uh, Greek military regime, the junta. We found that people who are homeless, people who use drugs, and sex workers are subject to abusive stops and are arbitrarily detained. Τίποτα χωρίς να μεγουνε βρήν να κάνω κάτι παράνομο και να με πάνω για μια εξακρίβωση στοιχείων. Πάμε λοιπόν σε ένα τμήμα που μου λένε ότι θα κάνουμε μία απλή εξακρίβωση στοιχείων των 5-10 λεπτών με αποτέλεσμα να κάθομαι εκεί 10-4 ώρες ας πούμε. The police is stopping individuals because of the way they look, which is discriminatory. Sometimes they subject people to physical and verbal abuse. Και το ένα λοιπόν έφερε το άλλο. Έφαγα λοιπόν μία μπουνίτσα από το συγκεκριμένο αστυνομικό με, με αποτέλεσμα να ματώσω ολόκληρη και να μου σπάσουν τα δύο δόντια. Με βρήκε να κάνω κάτι, με βρήκε να κάνω χρήση, με βρήκε να κάνω κάτι. Όχι. Με βρήκε απλά να προχωράω στην Πυραιός και να περιμένω να πάρω ένα πακέτο τσιγάρα. So speaking of fascism and hunting communists, um, mm -hmm. uh, Turkey seems to always be mad at Greece. Um, yeah. So what's going on there? Greece and Turkey were kind of historical enemies, especially since the beginning of the of the Greek state came through um, its own revolution against the Ottoman Empire that was backed by the the British and um, and French and Russians. But the thing is, the the modern conflict uh, mostly comes about. Um, uh, from the Greco-Turkish War of uh, 1922 that ended in, in a genocide, an exchange of populations between uh, Greece and uh, Turkey. Essentially, um, more than a million people on each side were appended and sent uh, across to the other country on the basis of language or religion, often very arbitrarily. Greece was essentially not a thing for, for 400 years, uh, from the fall of the Byzantine Empire until the from 1453 the, until um like what is it uh, 1821 18, 1821 there isn't like this greece exactly there, there it's just nationalism that comes about during occupation uh and a lot of these populations were like mixed up like there were albanians there were bulgarians in the north uh in macedonia uh like lots of ethnic groups that 
came together to consider themselves Greek, usually tied by religion and language. So Greek language, Christian religions, you usually you would be considered Greek. It was less about your like DNA. If you see Greeks today, they kind of look like all types of people. Like you won't see all like th- th- there's like we 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 run the gamut. We look like everything. It's usually, it's mostly like a mix of Balkan populations, Turks, and uh, rec- recent migrants to to Greece. Um, something that I, I wanted to touch on is that a lot of the the very modern conflict between Tur- Turkey and Greece has to do with uh, the Cypriot crisis, um, where and it was part of the reason why the junta fell. I mean, I think the main reason why the junta fell where they, they, the junta in Greece um, like, uh, gave, helped, uh, helped uh, some coup plotters in, in Cyprus, far-right Greek coup plotters that were pro-unification to take power. Turks what does pro-unification by... mean in this text? So essentially, they, they, it was the, one of, part of the big idea uh, was the enosis uh, or enosis, the unification between Cyprus and Greece, uh, unification of Greek lands because Cypriots Greek speak Greek. They're basically the only other country that speaks uh, Greek out there, and they used to be a British uh, colony, <laughs> basically until the the forties, fifties, uh, actually closer to the fifties than the forties. They were the unsinkable aircraft carrier in the Mediterranean. Um, I mean, we they, still use them to position our countermeasures against Assad, so. Yeah, and uh, well, they, Russia is in they, with Assad. It's really <laughs> funny because the Russians have a bunch of dealings with uh, with Cyprus. Very invested in the in the in the uh, sec in the in the housing sector. There, very um, they have. I mean, the Cypriot army has a hundred, like eighty two T eighty U's, T eighty UK tanks, and they have BMP threes. I didn't get those. Uh, just like. Uh, Incidentally, <laughs> since we're on the topic of Cyprus, I, I've heard so mm-hmm. when the invasion of Cyprus was just so I'm, I'm sure I'm getting the dates right. It was 1974. That's when Turkey invades Cyprus, right? Yes. The, the uh, Greek, the Greek, uh, the Hunter falls the same year, or is it a couple years after? Same year, same year. Um, it was the same government, but it had, there had been a counter coup the previous year uh, by the hardliners. And the, see, that's the thing. The it wasn't just the um, the Cypriot crisis. It was uh, there was already a very big uh, blow that had come against uh, the junta in 1973, which was the uh, the university uprising, the Athens Polytechnic uprising. Here's the deal, right? The the Greek left was kind of undercover during the years of the junta. Uh, there were several um, s- several uh, actions taken by it, but nothing major. However, um, it was on the 15th, 14th of November, uh, was 14, no, or 14 or 15th of November, 1973, uh, students at the Polytechnic University of Athens barricaded themselves in the bu- in the buildings and the courtyard. Um, and they essentially, they took over the, the, the university, which is something that like school and university takeovers is something that happens a lot in Greece. Uh, by left-wing um, organizations, and they happened again now, and they happened in 2008 as well. Um, but essentially, the, the students took over. Uh, they put uh, outside, they put signs that said, like, fuck off NATO, fuck off USA, 
they put out um, like um, and they, they set up a, a, like a radio station uh, inside and they started broadcasting to Athens uh, and um, it's essentially like they, they, they secured the, the compound of, of the university uh, and uh, there was a it was a huge protest right? And the Greek junta kind of panicked uh, because of that. They didn't know what to do. The first day, there wasn't that big a reaction. They they just kind of sent like a bunch of police around. They sent some. Uh, uh, it was the second day that, that the crackdown really came about uh, because they were hoping to kind of like starve them out, cut the electricity. But they the students got like I think generators working. They and the Greek public went out to support them. Like they went around the the university and they started throwing in food. Interestingly, the the most famous, uh, the first person that was killed in the Polytechnic was the best friend of my stepdad, which is really fucked up. He has a an intimate connection to that uh, event. Um, can you see here? So, uh, like this was the 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 situation outside of the Polytechnic. Um, uh, these aren't very good quality. But I mean, you can see down with authority, uh, hanging a swastika here, if, if you can't see it. NATO outside, NATO, IPA, United States uh, leave. And essentially, like the second day, the, the, uh, the junta sent out policemen and posted snipers. And they started essentially firing into the crowds uh, and, and hitting a few people, a few uh, protesters. And eventually what happened is the, the crowds dispersed, but the students stayed in. And on the 17th of November, uh, 1973, the junta sent a tank. Uh, they, they pulled out an AMX-30 tank uh, and they the students still stayed inside. And the radio stations was like, they were telling the soldiers directly, listen, you know, you're our brothers. Don't do this. Don't like, don't kill. Um, you're like, don't kill the students, don't kill the people in kind. Uh, but it was kind of futile. And what happened is the, the tank rammed the gate of the Polytechnic University. Uh, and and the, the, the police like destroyed the, the protest and a bunch of people were killed. Uh, and I think it was like 25 or 26 people were killed in the whole affair with hundreds of injuries. Um, but it is like a staple in modern Greek political history because it considered one of the things that brought down the junta, uh, because the, the public reaction was extremely hostile. Nobody, it, it was, uh, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, the fallout meme, nobody liked that. Mm -hmm. Uh, nobody liked that. Nobody liked the crackdown at the Polytechnic. And that's the thing. It happened because the, the junta attempted the liberalization and allowing more freedom of the press. And the backlash was a counter coup from hardliners that, that took over the junta. So, um, and those guys were the ones that ended up like the next year kind of falling from power. Um, and the legacy of the Polytechnic is not only like a big part of, of the strength of the uh, Greek left, essentially like everyone knows it was the Greek left that was behind the Polytechnic. And a lot of there was a lot of right wing coping that said, "Where well, we were at the Polytechnic," and everybody says, "Yeah, sure, here you are," and they point at the cops. It's like, <laughs> "Like, hey, there you are. That's you guys. That's you. The right. There you. Go. There you go." 
Um, and, um, and yeah, so that's the thing. Students in Greece, thankfully, this has persisted throughout all governments because it's very unpalatable to be like to besmirch the Polytechnic University uprising. Um, students in Greece, uh, every year on the 17th of November, they have a day off and, and they will usually put up uh, some kind of like school play throughout the whole of Greece. This is a standard where they will commemorate the bravery of the students standing up against fascism. So because this is something that is very, very good uh, and that I want preserved from Greek education, it, it is that this, this event is considered like a broad anti-fascist holiday and it is something that all students celebrate and all students learn about. Okay, so th- this is this is this actually comes into my question is I've heard the take that because the Greek government was so hardline so far right at the time, even though it was it seemed pretty clear that they they had a right to defend themselves and that Turkey was doing something wrong, they didn't receive help because they were so hardline, and that this basically isn't the sole reason, but it's one of the main reasons that led to the fall of the. Uh, the military government in Greece because of like, I guess you could say like the, the strategic failure in Cyprus. Um, yeah. The strategic failure in Cyprus was huge for, for the dissolution of the, of the junta. Um, there was, it was seen as a, as a national embarrassment. Uh, Greece couldn't really help Cyprus effectively fight. Uh, but, uh, and, and that's the thing, like it, it, Turkey was, uh, in the right to, um, kind of like, engage uh, in intervention but it wasn't exactly in the right to occupy like half the island half the co- right right right, right. Um, yeah like nobody nobody recognizes uh the turkish republic of northern cyprus uh and that's for good reason because uh, even though there were there were clauses in the in the uh, power um like uh, in the in the guarantor system that cyprus uh had um, nobody said that. Oh, when when somebody breaks the the rules, you're supposed to occupy the country. Right, and, you're supposed and to occupy half and, the and divide it. Yeah, divide it on ethnic lines. I mean, consider that there were Greek and Turkish populations, like spread across the island, and they ended up like on um they ended up on hard lines across the map, uh, and a demilitarized zone that has been around since then and likely won't go away anytime soon. I mean, uh, modern Turkey uses a lot of uh, jingoistic uh, and aggressive rhetoric against Greece, and that has to do with um, has to do with a, a lot with uh, water rights. And the- that's really funny. Great. Turkey is Turkey does the same shit in uh, Syria and Iraq with water. I'm Egyptian. They do the exact same shit. The amount of times I've heard the the EEZ. If I see another EEZ pop up where Turkey and Egypt- Egypt, I'm going to blow my brains out. Yeah. Um, so that's the that's the thing with um, with Turkey is that with Greece it's a, a little different uh, as with Syria because they can intervene in Syria essentially whenever because the U.S. If has they a can afford it. Time. Yeah, if they can afford it, they they will do it. But uh, going to war with Greece is a more difficult um, like. Um, undertaking because if you want like a, a relative power level greece is a bit like ukraine to russia 
uh, when it comes to Greece and Turkey. Sure, I mean Turkey is more powerful, but uh, there aren't that great that many great avenues for Greece to be attacked. Our um, our air forces are pretty like evenly matched. Our air defenses tend to be better, um, and Greece has a ridiculously big army, considering its size. Um, specifically because uh, Turkey is our neighbor and we're worried about them. But also there's the problem that we're both in NATO and we are essentially, if you want to look at it, probably the second and third biggest armies in NATO. Uh, but at the same time, <laughs> we we uh, are aiming our weapons at each other. Um, which two, is two of the only two, two, two of the only other countries who like before Ukraine were actually pulling their weight in NATO. Yeah, Greece, and we're basically the only reason why we're pulling our weight is because well, because Turkey you is like a military another NATO <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and because we're scared of Turkey, like um, Greece had has similar levels of military spending to Ukraine. We have like. Uh, a very big stockpile of, of, of weapons. We've basically kept everything we've been given since uh, since the Cold War started. I mean, heck, we are still running around 400 M48 Patton tanks. Greece and Germany have a lot of defense cooperation. The majority of our tank fleet is Leopards. We have 500 Leopard 1s and, uh, and 350 Leopard 2s, uh, Leopard 2A4s and Leopard 2A6. Uh, tanks, and we're going to modernize those. Same stuff. They have Leopard 2s, Leopard 2A4s, Leopard 2... Uh, I don't know if they have many A6s, but they do have a few. Um, I am sure. And they also have M60s and M48s. Um, so, we use the same stuff. Do you think you're pretty evenly matched in that? That's the thing. Like, I don't even know why Greece has that many tanks. Like, where the fuck are we going to use them? Like, have yeah, you seen the, the map Navy, I would think, would be the best thing for Greece to invest in. The Navy is far more important. Uh, the thing is, though, like, um, I don't know, fighting, fighting between well, well, Greece the, and the, Turkey. The other thing, too, is sure. I, I don't want to call them engagements because they're not exactly engagements. But whenever, like, Greek or Turkish airspace... It, in the word airspace, whatever, like something is violated, it's the airspace. So I feel like there's a there's a very heavy focus on on jets, just because oh, yeah. of that factor. We have like some two hundred not... plus jets on each side. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's not it's not really like like a a frigate is crossing into someone's like uh what is it um water territory. Yeah, yeah but and, Turkey and claims they, everything is their territory at the same time. Yeah. They they, they dispute a lot of the islands. Uh basically we, nobody else agrees about the, the the status of the Greek islands. Uh everybody recognizes the Greek uh, territorial boundaries apart from Turkey and they were outlined in the Treaty of Lausanne. There were some things that were gray areas but nothing if for nothing like Turkey claims. And also they uh they ignore the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea, which uh, Greece is a signatory. Well, because that's lost. Yeah. But, I mean, Turkey doesn't want to sign it because it would severely restrict their uh, their exclusive economic zone and territorial waters. Uh, because there is this, uh, this Greek island that kind of messes everything up for them. 
And if there was ever a conflict between us, I think they would just invade and take that island because we cannot defend it. It's the island of uh, Castellorizo. So you see, like, you have Greece here and Turkey here, and you have all these islands that are close. But, you know, these islands are pretty big. Greece has, like, National Guard and military deployed on these islands. There are at least some 30,000, like, soldiers deployed along on the Greek islands, on these island chains that are hugging the Turkish coast. And the, the challenge here has to do with, like, Turkish artillery essentially being in a much better position to strike while Greek artillery, well, where the fuck are you going to put it? On the islands. Like, <laughs> it's a problem. You, you're going to have to weather artillery storms from Turkey if you're going to fight in these islands and pro- possibly like amphibious attacks because, come on, like, it's a breath away. It's nothing. But all this is great. <laughs> there, there's, uh, there is a lot of planning on how to defend these islands, but let's be real. We can't defend Castellorizo. You see this? Uh, honest, honest, honest question: Has does has the Greek government considered sending like I, I? This is probably not viable, but has the Greek government considered sending ships to fire missiles back at the artillery? Like between uh, the islands, is not viable. And, not and really the viable. The thing with artillery is you need consistency. You can't just like fire once right. off and, and silence it. When you take a frigate close, you risk uh, like you risk uh, naval batteries hitting it, like the um, the anti-ship missiles. So Greece will likely avoid like directly, um, you know, putting its ships at risk unless the the air defenses can cover them. Uh, it's a very interesting situation because when you consider that these two countries have massive uh, stockpiles of tanks. neither of them can really use their tanks in an engagement against each other. I mean, the only real big land border we have is this here. And if you see it, we are separated by the Maritza River, uh, which is the Evros in in Greek. It is marshland here. And if Turkey is to attack, you run directly into mountains, right? So, and these positions, let me tell you, if you think that Donbass is fortified, this place is very similar in terms of how heavily fortified, mined, and pre-sighted all the approaches are to everywhere. And if Greece was stupid enough to attack, uh, okay, let's say Greece attacks, where are we going to go? Like, the Turkish army outnumbers us, and they have more heavy weapons, so there is no point in us fighting here. All we have to do is just kind of sit back and fortify our border. So, essentially, all of our big tanks... And, and, and weapons would, would essentially be in a big staring contest, just kind of looking at each other here and shelling each other, but not really advancing on, on either side because it is kind of pointless. What, what would Greece do? Like, try to occupy Istanbul? I mean, I know it's a meme, but, like, Istanbul has a bigger population than Greece. So what the fuck are we going to do? It's, we're, we are very, very small. Greece has only like 10 million people. We're, we're not Turkey. <laughs> we don't have 80 million people to throw around. But so yeah. I, I say a lot that, because uh, you look at the Balkans especially, I say that um, while NATO was originally found for a different purpose, its main purpose today is to stop war from breaking out between Euro states. Do you feel like NATO's the only thing keeping you two apart right now? Oh, Turkey mm-hmm. and Greece? Absolutely. Really, it's just the guarantees of NATO that keep Turkey from like arbitrarily snatching up uh, islands. 
uh, and and trying to fight with Greece. Essentially, we, we would be in like a perpetual state of like low end war if if some if shit like that uh, if NATO wasn't there. But because we're both in NATO, it's kind of a gray area when it comes to guarantees. I guess if Turkey attacked Greece, it could invoke Article 5, saying that it's an attack on a member of the alliance. But the- Article 5 is optional to honor. Who, who considers a member of the alliance as an attack with another member of the alliance? You know, it's kind of it's messy. And that's the thing we we have made our uh like um we have we have tried to prepare ourselves beyond nato so uh the greece has um ha- has a pretty like uh, an alliance with france essentially and uh the way it goes is like the greek government is so fucking cocked we bought like uh rafales uh and we bought some frigates from the french and we're also uh, there is a chance that we're also going to have Greek deployments in some military missions uh, in Africa, and that like Greek deployments out of side of, outside of Greek soil are going to be so fucked, so controversial. And I don't want the Greek military. Uh, oh my god! So like they're no, going to no, no. send dudes to like what are they? They're going to send dudes to like Niger. They like, might. Going to go fight might. ISIS. Yeah, there were That's some discussions insane, that happened, dude. But but if they do that, like you, protests are gonna be ridiculous. Well, I'm I'm telling you right now. Well, C- Canada was was doing like missions out to like Africa, basically. Like Mali was one of the countries, and that was huge. Like there weren't any protests over it or anything, but like the the uh, the national discussion behind it and the media, it was like it was so it was it was very like uh, I hate to use this word, but it was toxic, man. People didn't didn't really like it. It was very controversial. That's why America doesn't report on shit. Like they try not to let anyone know. Like it's uh, they, you only hear it when we bomb Syria in the one-off, you know, because we're not regularly bombing Syria. But if you're if America is regularly bombing someone, you don't hear anything about it. The last major deployment of Greek troops in a combat-like scenario happened in the Korean War, when when Greece had just ended its civil war. Uh, they, we sent like a thousand soldiers to fight in, in Korea. Uh, but the it's it's uh, it's ridiculous. We also sent like a medical mission to Afghanistan, but we haven't we aren't really fighting outside of the Greek borders because um, uh, I think it's also kind of good for our diplomacy. Uh, a lot of like um, we tend to we have pretty decent relations with most of the uh, Middle Eastern states, which is something very uncommon for uh, for like uh, Western countries. Greece is considered like a nominally Western country. I don't know how we've, we're considered a Western country, honestly, but we are. Uh, and uh, I think Greece has pretty decent relations with most countries in, in the region. You guys, do, you guys do pretty good. Yeah, I'd say... I'd say you you guys might be the only European country where there's no controversy at all with uh, Middle Eastern and North African countries. Because we, like, we like aren't the there bombing anybody. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And it's like there's there's no, like, nobody's trying to, none of you guys are trying, well, none of you guys are trying to do anything, like, sketchy in Libya. Like, we just know, like, yeah. you, know, yeah. you guys, okay. Nobody's building weird dams are, anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you guys I mean, we are like, backing uh, Haftar. We're backing Haftar against the um i, I against, know you guys are but like yeah. people people don't mind that as much like 
but still, like for example, Qatar, who's who's backing who, who's backing like the uh, the GNA, they they probably they probably still don't really care about that because <laughs> it's like it's yeah. like ultimately I feel like you guys are. Uh, but see, that's the thing, like, stuff because it's mostly it's mostly in your interest. It's not really like um, it's not really like you guys have any ambitions outside of that, outside of like your direct yeah, interest and your access to the EEZ. Yeah, the, exactly. There's you want to explain Greece what all those things are there. for people. So Greece has an incentive yeah. to oh, with uh, sure. <laughs> no, 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 you you go first. I'll, I'll follow up. Okay, yeah. So so Greece has like a bunch of disputes with exclusive economic zone uh, rights, which are like water and and natural resource exploitation rights in the Eastern Mediterranean there. Uh, and the, the big bad for Greece is Turkey. So it tends to, it, it, it's, in, it's, it's in Greece's interest to kind of collaborate with states in the Middle East, which also have a bone to pick with Turkey, which, hey, hello, is everybody. So uh, Greece maintains pretty decent relations with Egypt because they kind of agree on exclusive economic zone rights and with Israel which also kind of agrees with Greece on exclusive economic zone rights. Uh, so because we, we have a decent relation with, uh, with Israel, we have a decent relation with Egypt, the rest of the stuff just comes along uh, naturally as, as being allies with the United States, but not really deploying our military. So even like jihadist groups don't have like a very big reason to hate Greece. Like, have you ever seen ISIS burn a Greek flag? Like, like, yeah, I was going to ask Who if you've had any ISIS attacks. <laughs> no, Greece hasn't yeah, had no. a single, not one, not, we haven't had one Islamic that's, terror attack in Greece. That's, that's the thing too. You have ISIS propaganda videos in every single language talking about like, like, oh, the Muslims in so-and-so countries should like target the military of that country. None for Greece though, none for Greece. And there's like how, how many Syrians are in Greece right now? Like a lot of people have passed through Greece. Uh, oh, okay, like so they're not just lingering there anymore. Does Greece not like migrants? Uh, so Greece ha went back and forth. Thankfully, during the during the height of the migrant crisis, we had a uh, a, a more friendly uh, government towards like immigration and refugees. So we did a pretty decent job in passing people through uh, Greece and sending them off to uh, other places like Germany. Uh, and around 50,000 stuck around. The refugee crisis now, is, it's really bad because we have a very right-wing government and uh, there's fighting at the border, like sending migrants and refugees back and forth between Greece and Turkey, pushbacks into the Mediterranean Sea, uh, pushing people into the water, essentially. Uh, we 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 took like a, a pregnant woman, put her on a, a rubber dinghy, and sent her out to the sea without fucking paddles. The Greek Coast Guard is essentially like a terrorist organization right now, uh, and we're doing really bad shit on that front. And we also have terrible conditions in in the concentration camps. Essentially, we have set up in our islands instead of taking the people in the mainland. So things are pretty bad now, but we are not in the height of the crisis. And the thing is. You know how a lot of people say that, oh, you open your borders, you let in Islamic militants and they're going to like blow up your country. Uh, you're going to have terror attacks. That's the thing, right? Terror attacks tend are political acts. They tend to come against targets, those those terrorist groups. Uh, well, and, and the, the, other, the other thing, too, is the migrants are like a very convenient scapegoat. Because yeah. these, if you look at the people who actually commit these attacks in countries like Belgium, France, Germany, they'll they grew like up there. Citizens of that country. They yeah. grew yeah. up there. Yeah. They, 
like like I can only think like I look I remember I, I I did this one I looked through like all the guys who committed like terror attacks at the height of the migrant crisis in France and only one was not like a French citizen and he had lived there for 10 years like one or two million people passed through Greece and we didn't have a single terror attack that has to do with with us like our political position in like in in Middle Eastern affairs us basically not bombing people, not being involved. There is some ramblings, but nothing really concrete. Uh, the thing is, Greece has an experience with terrorism. It's just that it's usually nihilistic anarchist terrorism. Uh, that that uh, that kind of like uh, is bigger in 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 Greek spaces. That used to be like car bombings, uh, murders. Uh, not that many murders, very few, but. Uh, it tended to be like a, a very big thing, and it's still part of like the legacy of the modern Greek left, uh, which is a very interesting uh, political landscape, um, and uh, very divided between the communists, the anarchists, anti-fascists, and and nihilistic anarchists. So it's kind of a very it's very own thing, different neighborhoods being different things. Part. It's it's very very interesting because uh, the left like kind of like hates each other like all parts of the left kind of hate each other, uh, and, but in Greece they they have some common enemies so they end up kind of working together on certain projects which are mainly having to do with anti-fascism and anti-police. So um, it also has to do with each each part playing to their strengths, right? So. Uh, the Communist Party, for example, is very well organized, very like uh, regimented, and they tend to be able to organize strikes very effectively. Uh, if the Communist Party wants, there's going to be a strike, uh, like a, a, a nationwide strike the next day. They are that well organized. And they've done that multiple times, and they will keep doing it. Um, they So they are very strong in unions, and they also have... Uh, they have the manpower. So essentially, if there's ever like a huge protest, the, the communists are going to be there and they're going to be there with like the most people uh, with carrying flags that are basically like batons, but disguised as flags. Uh, and they, 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 they do a lot of, um, they tend to avoid fighting the police uh, directly, but the, mil the, the militant fronts and the worker organizations are more likely to fight uh, the cops. Uh, and, and the youth, uh, the youth communists are more likely to fight the cops. Uh, but, and the anarchists tend to fight in their own turf, like around the center of Athens in Exarchia. Uh, and they have, um, you know, they they, 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 they they protected migrants during the height of the Golden Dawn uh, in, in Greece in like uh, 20, 2011, 2012, 2013. Like the anarchists were very involved in protecting uh, like refugees. It was, uh, Exarchia was mainly the, the, the main safe place for refugees in Athens, where, where it was very unlikely you'd be attacked by, by uh, Nazis, uh, neo-Nazis. Uh, like uh, Golden Dawn members, uh, but yeah, like uh, the the anarchists are much more likely to fight the police on a regular basis uh, with you know Molotov cocktails, like uh, uh, you know Black Block um, stuff like that. Um, 
and yeah if we're, we're talking like topical things you know the the the, the murder of Rigoropoulos in 2008 um that that was 6th of december 2008 the, the there was rioting in in athens and and around greece for three weeks when that happened it was that big three whole weeks of like major rioting multiple building burnt multiple buildings burned cars burned police cars burned police stations attacked with with uh with uh, firebombs greek anarchists took over news stations and radio stations around athens and like broadcasted their own shit like there was a huge amount of fighting athens turned into a war zone and i think that's like i know it sounds weird but i think it's good to for the police to know that if they kill somebody it's gonna be rioting like for sure there is no like two words about it there's not gonna be like a bunch of oh you know maybe he deserves it yeah sure the right is gonna do that because they're spineless but that's the thing it's not as normalized to do like for, for a big part of society to like do police hero worship in greece nobody likes the cops even it, like there's very few in the right that do but yeah like broader society no fuck no they don't have like some big affinity for the cops and there isn't this culture of apologia we don't have cop movies yeah fucking yeah you, you like i see people talking about the cops they talk about them like they're superheroes in greece like we kind of know that like they're basically shitty corrupt and violent so nobody's like that interested in in like you know cop hero worship there are of course there are people on the right that do that but Fuck, I mean that's the right everywhere. In in Greece, the 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 left is a much stronger force relatively to what it is in uh in the US because consider Yeah, I mean consider percentages, right? Uh we have uh like a, a five, six percent uh of like uh the population that consistently votes for the communists, right? The Marxist Leninists. Uh we have uh, and the coalition of the radical left, which was a self-proclaimed like radical socialist party, um, essentially democratic socialist, they they uh, they were the previous government, and they commanded around 35% of the vote. So if you want to see the split of how Greece is like, it, it's it's around 30 or 40% like leftist, uh, and maybe like 40% uh, conservative. And then the rest is split between the far right and like some very few centrists where they exist. And libertarians, you know, like the 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 American libertarians, those don't exist here. They shouldn't They're exist anyway. They they don't know, but nobody. Libertarian is, is a joke is. ideology. It's it's. I refuse to believe. Yeah. It's, really. <laughs> it's very. If you look at a lot of it, it's very Russian influenced as well. Uh, like yeah. the contrarian parties in America are very Russian influenced. Um, how is internationalism there? Do, do, is there fascist internationalism? You know, like every now and then, um, I don't remember what country it was, but I think it might have been Poland when the abortion protest happened, like Italian fascists showed up to like counter protest and all that stuff. Do we have any international fascist movements or any international leftist movements coming out of Greece? Well, well, go, so, gold, well gold in the Balkans. Gold yeah. <laughs> Golden Dawn tried to collaborate with pretty much every far right movement out there uh, when they were around, when they were a force to be reckoned with. Um, but thankfully, they are they are um, 
they are weaker now than they than they were, and there aren't that many Golden Dawn Golden Dawn people sensibly, but there are plenty of neo Nazis going around Greece. Um, yeah, and... they are, they're directly connected to um, they're directly connected to the Russian fascist. Yeah, I mean the fucking the the guy who who owns Stormfront, uh, you know, the in uh, in America had come to I think had come to and spoken to Golden Dawn in Greece. Uh, they had they had collaborated there a little bit, um, and yeah, uh, like the far right still tries to like enter uh, the um, the government like through far right parties. There there are like a, a couple of parties that might end up uh, in parliament, uh, and we have a unicameral system here, so we have like one parliament. We don't have uh, a, a senate, so. Parliament. If if you have power in parliament, you have power over the country, essentially. Um, and um, yeah, the, uh, the 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 thing is like uh, New Democracy, the main like conservative party, kind of absorbed a lot of the far right vote uh, after Golden Dawn was uh, destroyed, uh, and that's a big part of why they have like a very very strong like. Uh, like a very harsh position on on refugees and and immigrants, um, and it's it's pretty rough, you know. The, it's really really funny. Our, our prime minister like tries to tries to play like uh, you know modern European uh, you know conservative leader kind of like uh, I don't know. Imagine imagine like plays modern, but he's 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 from the kleptocratic faction of the of the party. Uh, because the, the the Greek Conservative Party is especially like it's kind of split between like a, a small percentage of like center rightists, uh, a big block of conservatives and kleptocrats, and the, and the, and a bunch of far rightists who, who are probably like twenty or thirty percent of the party right now. So the conservatives are are still like a force to be reckoned with, but I think they're gonna end up losing the next election because there's scandal after scandal right now. There's the Fucking, we have Greek Watergate is going down right now, uh, with uh, conservatives using the security services of Greece to spy on, well, everybody, uh, but mainly like political oppositions and members of the of their own government. So it's it's kind of it's kind of like insane what what goes on here. I'm just doing a quick search, but it's not going well. I'm trying to pull up a. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up the democracy index for you. Oh, uh, Greece is considered one of the free countries, uh, and it's uh, considered. I think it has a higher position than the U.S. Um, yeah, the U.S. is not good, especially after Trump. There was a lot of points taken off. I mean, we should have points removed because our our like freedom of the press is going down the toilet. Like, because, especially because of like corruption with. Uh, with channels uh, like being very, uh, very connected to the government and like uh, it's just horrible shit. So, uh, functioning I think, government is where you're losing points. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, fuck. I think I think the the, the the thing with with uh, Greece is like political violence is probably the biggest. Political violence and corruption are the biggest things that, that Greece will lose points on. Uh, 
but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. At least I have uh, a pleasure in knowing that, you know, the far, the far right won't just like gallivant around unopposed. Like if they, if they want to protest, if they want to agitate, they're going to be met with like leftists on the street. Like no, like they, nobody should fucking like Nazis. So yeah. And, and that's the main thing that the Greek left is united in. Yeah, sure. Like we have to deal with the communists being like, like not wanting to engage in any left wing government. We have to deal with uh, them like opposing, you know, NATO and American imperialism uh, because they're, they're essentially like a, an old school pro-Soviet party uh, that's still around and, and they, they oppose like shipments to Ukraine. You have to deal with like fucking uh, like anarchists and, and social democrats and socialists. But they all agree that when it's time to like fight the, the Nazis, everyone's going to like play their role. Like the the communists are gonna fight the Nazis using their like manpower and unions, uh, and the anarchists are gonna fight them with petrol bombs. That's just how it goes. Everyone's everyone. There, there's leftist unity in fighting the Nazis, which I'm all for. You know, no, not gonna. I've missed if you answered if there's any internationalism with the leftist parties. Uh, I think the anarchists do most of that, and probably the communists engage with the um, like probably like old school uh, international organizations. Uh, I think a lot of international labor unions uh, tend to uh, recognize the, uh, the major left-wing labor union, which is the all-worker militant front. Uh, and these guys are controlled by the Communist Party, uh, but they have membership that is far wider than the Communist Party. So uh these guys are probably the most internationalist component of the of the communists and because they're communists you know you know how they fucking are like they 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 are in all the conferences all the fucking like oh yes the future of marxism leninism all that bullshit um but they're not like american tankies they're a bit different they 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 are very much their own thing so like for example the greek communist party doesn't like china at all, they're still very much steeped in the Sino-Soviet split. If you can, <laughs> if you can believe that, uh, they say that China is a capitalist, uh, like um, superpower that engages in neo-imperialism in Africa, which is, you know, just correct. Uh, they, for they, they, they hate NATO, like vehemently, but at the same time, they want. Uh, directly defend Russia or Russian, like they, they said that the invasion of Ukraine was like in inter-imperialist fighting, essentially, essentially that they, they and they, they don't sound Russia that bad to me. Well, that's the thing, I'm though, used they to, are. I'm used to American <laughs> communists, though, you know, you they are understand not, my perspective. Yeah, they're not like American tankies, but at the same time, for example, like they're, they're pretty like transphobic and homophobic. Mm, uh, interesting. Uh, so that's the thing. Like they the sound very nationalist. They they are. Is the it, the is Communist it? Party of Greece is like um, there would be a progressive party in the 30s and 40s, but their progressivism is wearing thin because they don't move with the times. If you know what I mean, they haven't adjusted. The the only thing that they're left at, where they are very progressive, is um, 
like rights and protections for migrants and refugees. The Communist Party is very good on those points. And they're also very decent with like women's rights up to the point of trans women where they are like shit. Um, for all other women's rights, sure. Uh, but uh, they are very, very shaky. They have a they basically say that they're against gay marriage because they're against all marriage, which is a really funny, funny cope. <laughs> but fuck, like they, they are they are weirdos. But I, I at the same time, it's not like they're gonna get in and like put like gay people in 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 like labor camps or something. They're not like that bad. They are just like boilerplate like. Uh, just kind of bigoted. Um, yeah, they they are an, they're an, an interesting in, in, interesting kind of their own thing, you know. Do they do it kind of because like we'll see a lot of like um see this a lot with like Middle Eastern countries where they see like gay stuff as being part of liberal democracy in the West, and is yeah. that why they reject it? Uh, with uh, the Greek I mean, that's that's say, just their excuse, yeah. you know. That's not why they reject it, but you know what I mean. They say that it's basically like it's a capitalist mode of structuring society. Yeah, Whatever. being gay has a profit motive, I guess. Okay. Just bullshit like that. But uh, but if, if they're not like, oh, you, you can't be gay or it's like should be legal to be gay. They don't do stuff. They'll say that, yeah, no, like protections for like uh, gay couples, they can they can do whatever. But, but uh, we are against all marriage categorically. Um, like marriage should be abolished, kind of, and they also they also say that shouldn't gay marriage shouldn't be around, and they they I think they're pretty they're they're still no, but that's the thing like they they, they it's not progressive because they they are against gay adoption, so that that they don't really have an excuse for. What's their stance on adoption in general then? Uh, adoption between um between like uh, straight couples is fine, uh, all for it. Adoption for gay couples, no, because they're gay. Like, basically that. I feel like a conversation with one of these guys would be insane. Oh, fuck. Yeah, if you, I mean, th that's the thing. Like, the main thing you're going to hear about is, is like, NATO and, and Americans, the killers of peoples. That's how they, they uh, frame you guys. Um, oh, I can have that type of conversation all day. And then I, you, you went into detail about how... Um different the left wing is from the American tankies. Um, so I think there's a huge problem with overgeneralizing a fascism in general. Um, uh, fascists are very, very different and they don't all get along very well. They tend to not get along that well at all in many cases. So I was curious about what does fascism exactly look like in Greece? There are a few schools if you want to see it. There is the um, there's the like ethno nationalists, like guys who are concerned with like waving Greek flags and telling you about how Greece is the like best place in the world. Uh, police stands, guys who like patriots. That's what we call them yeah, here. The, well, pa yeah, the patriots. Uh, but we call them like nationalists here. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these guys are willing to work with uh, with uh, neo Nazis. Uh, because that's the so it's usually like nationalists uh, and like uh, ne and neo Nazis. That's the two big ones. And nationalists and fascists are basically like interchangeable. They they just kind of 
all all together the uh, the the orthodox brother types with like the serbian russian and like greek flag and like their instagram profile yeah. picture fall yeah. under this category these guys are nationalists yeah these guys tend to be nationalists these guys won't necessarily like um they won't necessarily like neo-nazis um sometimes but, but a lot of the time they kind of like they will avert their gaze or or like talk about you know greece in world war ii and how we fought the nazis so uh because that's the thing like it's actually kind of a tough sell to be a nazi in greece considering that like greece ha- suffered horrifically like we had a huge famine here brutal occupation by the by the nazis so you know the real world nazis and a lot of people have like grandparents who are still alive who remember the nazis my grandmother however long she was alive she told me stories from the occupation of greece you know from you know coming face to face with actual real <laughs> real wehrmacht soldiers you know uh and and because it's a tough sell you you have a few litmus tests that you can test on people to see to kind of separate them and put them in bands it's like it's so, like how recently with the anti-semitism and kanye every everyone's being like whoa suddenly there's yeah. a line here well yes but we have several litmus tests uh in greece that you can try on people first of all is whether or not they do apologia for the junta for the dictatorship if they if they do sad like apologia for the junta you can pretty much guess that these guys are fascists if they're older people they're like old timey uh junta loving uh, like like boomers these types are slightly different with political engagement they tend to mostly care about nationalist stuff um but if they start like if they do denial of the holocaust if they do denial of uh the deaths uh of the uh, polytechnic university of athens those guys tend to be neo-nazis um and if they're cops they also tend to be neo-nazis <laughs> like um the here's a, a fun uh, statistic uh for you um so in the 2012 a golden dawn came away with around seven percent of the vote and they got around six or seven percent around a lot of areas in Athens. However, some people noticed that areas around the main police directorate of Athens and certain places that had big police departments tended to skew more heavily towards Golden Dawn. So, for example, I think Kesaryani, uh, or like I, I don't, I'm not sure if it was Kesaryani, but like a, a specific area in Athens that around the police directorate pulled 23 percent for Golden Dawn and uh and the the and the and people basically speculated that if this is right and the rest of the population which is not much different than the other parts of athens voted for golden dawn at the same rate the policemen who were voting in that uh, precinct must have pulled at least like 45 to 55 percent golden dawn for that result to have come about so take that as you will golden the golden golden dawn made a huge effort to like become friendly with the greek police and they succeeded and uh, there haven't really been purges of like greek police so that's that's why like getting arrested by the greek cops is could be like you could end up traumatized they could end up like fucking they they you might if if they find out you're an anarchist fuck like they're going to torture you like no no recourse like uh like uh, the us no oh i want my lawyer nothing like that like you're fucked <laughs>